Well, right off the bat, I think we can all agree this is one of those Mondays that the coffee will be flowing in abundance. Welcome to a new week here on Roadmap to Heaven. Now that I, I, I never remember, are we in daylight savings time? Did we end? I think we're in it now. I think it started. Either way, we move the clocks forward. I don't really know in the year 2023 what that gets us. But alas, it's not for me to decide. It's for me to get up and be with you here. So I'm happy to get up and be with you here. I I won't say I'm excited to get up this morning, but I am excited to be here with you. Let's pray. And today when we pray our morning offering, praying for the intentions of the Holy Father, we recall that it is the 10th anniversary of the beginning of his pontificate. So we'll pray for our Holy Father in a special way this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins for the intentions of all my relatives and friends and in particular for the intentions of the holy father amen we dedicate all of our thoughts words and actions to the greater glory of god in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen Well, on this Monday morning, we are going to be talking about finances today. Wait, what? Finances? How does that help us grow in holiness? Well, specifically, Corey Grizzle is going to be back for a little uh, story time about marriage and and how talking about finances can help us be holy in our marriages. And then also on the show today for our radio listeners, we're going to hear some reflections about yesterday, the third Sunday of of Lent, and we're going to continue looking at the seven deadly sins with Father Chad Ripperger looking at the sin of anger. Do you ever get angry? I get angry sometimes. We probably need to talk about that. So that's all ahead on the show today, but before any of that, let's go to Mike Roberts for our weather and our saint of the day. Today is the feast day of Saint Sabinus and Christina, both of whom were martyrs, and Saint Leander of Seville. Born around 534 in Spain, All his siblings were saints, St. Isidore of Seville, St. Florentina, and St. Felgentius. But the family was not without its conflicts, and they were significant. Arianism was not only tearing at the fabric of Christian communities, it split families. And Leander's father was a powerful supporter of Arianism. Leander became a Benedictine monk, but four years later was named Bishop of Seville, taking up the fight against Arianism and putting him at odds with the king and his own father. He was exiled for a time, but when the king died, Leander returned, helping to convert the son of the king who had forced him to leave. As Bishop of Seville, Leander was a great leader. He founded a renowned center for learning and instituted a prayer to be said at every Mass to remind Catholics what it is they believe and to engage them in their faith. That prayer is the Nicene Creed. He died on this day in 600. St. Leander, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. 
We are spending some time with Corey Grizzle talking about marriage here on Roadmap to Heaven. Last time we were talking about communication, and if there was ever an area of marriage that probably needs more communication than we give it, it's finances and budget. Uh, For example, in our marriage, I have all these dreams of what we can do with the money that we don't have, and then I have all these plans of how to finagle the money we have into achieving those dreams, and Beth is just saying, "We, we can't afford that. And that's usually where the conversation stops, and it's probably a good thing because Otherwise, I would spend us into oblivion. Uh, but you, Corey, are married to a financial <laughs> advisor, so you are probably like expert level twenty-five when it comes to talking finances and marriage. Oh, absolutely. We were on the same page from the very beginning, and that's a big lie. So I'm way more like you. I really, I want. I have these big dreams. I have these big projects in mind. I have all the things that I want to do. And Todd's like, well, uh, yeah, no, we can't do that. We don't have enough money for that. We don't have enough time for that. We we have to like put our kids through school. What are you, what are you talking about? So you know, there, he has a point. He has a point. There's there's an end part to money, right? So I did definitely have to humble myself and say, okay, yeah, I can't have all the things, but can I have this one thing? Can we talk about this? You know, and usually when I push for something to spend the money to do the things, he's pretty appreciative. He's like, yeah, that looks really nice. Yeah, that was really that was really fun. You know, we should we should have done that. You know, and, and he's really more appreciative when we when we spend money on activities, you know, with the kids or or without the kids or, you know, things like that. But but it's always from day one, it's been the biggest struggle ever because he's a planner and he wants to make sure that we have a nice life, that we can have those things when we need or want them, usually when we need them. And, uh, you know, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to set his family into bankruptcy. So I, I definitely appreciate all that. It's just it brings out my inner child. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think of the first time we bought a TV. We were just we were newlyweds. Flat screens were new technology at the time, mm-hmm. and I had a standard definition big box TV. Oh, yeah. And when I say big box, it was still only like twenty inches, but yeah. it was huge. And I said, Beth, we got to get a new TV. She goes, We don't need a new TV. I said, But we'll be able to see the spin on the baseball. We don't need to be able to see the spin on the baseball. And I said, But listen. You know, the TV costs this much, and if we cut back our our grocery bill by just this much in four years, we'll pay off the TV. Mm -hmm. And she said, or you could save for four years, and the cost of the TV will come down, and then you can get it in four years. This is true. But I need it now. But it's no, my TV and I need it now. <laughs> so how do we how do we talk about yeah. we were talking about communication last uh, time. Yeah. How do we talk about priorities and what are the priorities we should be talking about if we want to have a holy marriage and a good marriage? Right. So definitely the communication. I'm glad we did that first because that absolutely shuffles into every other aspect of our married life, right? So if you can have a great um, way of communicating to each other, then um, and and try and do it in the neutral sp- spaces and without emotion, which is really hard to do. And, you know, money is not about the numbers. Money is all about the emotion. And once we realize that, then we can control that inner brat inside of us that says, I need that TV right now. I need this new outfit right now. We can control that and say, okay, I'm going to humiliate myself and I'm going to say, no, I really don't. It's it's not about the status. It's not about you know me looking great. It's not about any of those things. It's about really just being able to create a lifestyle that we want. So what are the goals of a lifestyle, right? And so if we can do that and then also – 
you know, you and I as spenders, right? We can say, hey, but if we spend a little bit of money, we can have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can create some memories. We can have a really great room where we can entertain our friends and have some really good time. So if that's your priority, which I assume that's pretty high on the priority list of pretty many people, that if you can identify your priorities together, then you can figure out a way to get the money that, that you need or that you want. We agree that there's savings and... Um, and we agree that there's time for spending. So Todd is a financial advisor. He's always been good with money. He's always been in, interested in investments. This is just how he works. He loves numbers. He loves numbers. But he didn't realize that money is not about the numbers because that's how he works. Money comes in, money goes out. If you don't have enough money, you don't spend it. <laughs> so, okay, you save all the money you can so you can have the things that you need. But it's not about that. It's about the emotion and what your goals are together and as a family. And then how how do we get to that point, right? So doing that together definitely helps all of that out. This is a good place to stop and take a break for you here on Roadmap to Heaven this morning. When we come back, we will continue our conversation with Corey Grizzle. Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Oh, what consolation, what sweetness, what confidence, what emotion fill my soul when I pronounce thy sacred name, or even only think of thee. I thank God for having given thee, for my good, so sweet, so powerful, so lovely a name. But I will not be content with merely pronouncing thy name. Let my love for thee prompt me ever to hail thee, Mother of Perpetual Help. If you're just if you're just joining us before the break, we were talking with Corey Grizzle about finances in marriage, and we're going to continue that conversation with Corey right now. Now, one of the uncomfortable areas in all of this, because in our house, I, I pay the bills. Uh, I'm the online savvy guy. I do, mm-hmm. and it's not that Beth couldn't pay the bills. It's just I actually somewhat enjoy it, and so I, I pay the bills. Tithing is sometimes a sticky subject because mm-hmm. we know we are supposed to tithe. In fact, it's a very good number given to us, 10% of our income. That's a, an age-old tradition that goes back to roots in the Old Testament. And yet it's one of those things, well, hold on. We have to pay for groceries and we have to pay for tuition. And what do you mean you just gave that much money to this guy that was speaking at church or this uh, gal that was speaking at church who said, I've got this mission or I've got this – whatever it may be. Um, and I sometimes I just say, look, I was doing our finances and I noticed we were a little light in our tithe and we needed to up our tithe. So how do you and Todd talk about tithing? So this is a great story we had um, from a long time ago, again, from our marriage prep days, um, because it really, it changed his heart. So where I have to, you know, tether my inner child, he has to open up his heart a little bit more. And he understands that. But he didn't understand it at first. You know, when when he was starting out, he was making, you know, not very much money. And we weren't giving anything to the church. It wasn't just it just wasn't anything we were taught to do when you go through school. It's that you hear about it. You hear it. In the, but but also you think, no, we pay ourselves first and we save because that's what he did. Retirement planning. You pay yourself first. Right. And we had way more expenses than we had income. And so it was always very, very tight. And so I remember he was doing his budget one day, and I walked in and I, I looked at it, and I said, um, "I said, you know, we should probably give something to the church." 
And he remembers a letter we got from our parish that says, are you still a parishioner because we're not getting any money from you? <laughs> and unfortunately, that's really the only way you can tick, you know, how you're a parishioner sometimes when you've got such a huge parish. So I understand that. But it's one of those things where like, um, maybe we should be giving something. So he's like, here's your five dollars, here's your ten dollars, whatever, you know, so that we are parishioners. So um, but I just made that comment. And he's like, we're making twenty three thousand five hundred dollars. God will understand. And I'm just like, okay. I just, I, I knew not to argue about money with him. I'm like, okay, fine. So then that's kind of in the back of his head, right? And then we were introduced to Father Larry Richards. And so <laughs> Father Larry Richards is um, someone who, if you know him, you know him. And I really, there, he needs no explanation, right? But we had a CD and we were listening to it. <laughs> he um, went through all the ways God needs to be number one in your life. So God needs to be one, number one in your life and your family and in, in your intimacy and in, um, you know, your parish life. I, I don't even know all the things, but one, and he's like, all right, check, 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 check. We, we got those all down. We learn about, you know, all those different teachings and we follow all those really well. And then it got to be, he needs to be number one in your finances. And Todd remembers driving exactly where he was while he's driving and his shoulders just slumped and he's just like, Ugh. Because he knew that that's where he struggled the most. God was not number one in his finances. And Father Larry Richards, he has this great line. He says, you know, God has this great deal with you. He allows you to make 100% of your money, and he allows you to keep 90% of that. And so he's like, (laughs) that was like the start of the challenge of let's start tithing, you know. And so when we started tithing, we had to buy a minivan because we had now had three children. And try as you can, you can't fit three car seats in the back of a sedan. We tried. He actually did try. <laughs> so, so we said, all right, we need a minivan. Fine. So we go out to the minivan. We go out to the, the store, to, you know, the car dealership, and, and they were going to sell us this one. And Todd had it all figured out. He said, for our monthly things, we can, we can say, I don't even remember the numbers anymore. So let's say we can, we can afford $350 a month. And so um, it was way less than that, I know. But... <laughs> For three hundred fifty dollars a month, and um, and then I'm looking at him, going, you know what? We keep our cars forever, and that three hundred fifty—that's the basic one. It's the smallest minivan. There's an extended one that I want. We get the extended one. We also need the rear air because I know how that air circulates really badly, right? So we need the rear air in there. We do that. We we jump up to the next level. You know, we're looking at like three hundred seventy-five, four hundred dollars a month. You know, we came home that night and we were talking about it. He said, "All right, look." We're going to get the cheaper car, and then we'll start tithing that $25 extra a month to the church. And it shut me up for a while because I'm like, this is what I want. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to say that we are tithing and giving in our hearts. And so it shut me up for a while, and I said, okay, I'll pray about it. We'll pray about it. So then the next day I go to him and I say, you know what? We're going to get the car that I want, and we're going to start tithing to $25 a month. And amazingly, he didn't argue with me. He just said, okay. So I took him to the car dealership as fast as I could before he changed his mind, (laughs) and we bought the car. And then Todd went to go. He's the online savvy one, right? He went to go change all of the automatic things that he had in his account, right? So he went to HR, and he said, look, I need this this amount of money going out of here. But they said, you know what? You're You're not listed as married on your tax forms. And so he said, oh, all right. So he's like, I don't know anything. I just checked married, right? So he gets his next paycheck, which money's going into this account, money's going into that account. We have 25 extra dollars in that paycheck. 
<laughs> Are you sure you got the higher amount going to the other bank account that goes to the car? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we have 25 extra dollars. Well, that's going to the church. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, this is one of those topics that's uncomfortable to talk about, but I'm glad you've got a story for us. So now, years later, yeah. what, what's the fruit of that? So the fruit of that is that we detached ourselves from that money, and we understood that God has our back, that he's not necessarily going to give us everything we want. Um, but he is going to give us everything we need. And, you know, I have several other stories where, you know, we had an ambulance bill, we had all sorts of things, and something just happened and it's covered. And I think that there are lots of people, once you start telling stories like that, people's stories come out of the woodwork. You know, they they received this money or that money. It was all logical. But when you recognize that God God has your back and God is going to give you what you need when you need it, and then you thank him, and he's going to continue to do that. And then our our detachment from those from those funds, and and from that point on, whenever there was someone in need or something in need, you know, I see that in Todd all the time because I know that's what his struggle is is that detachment. And so um, he just immediately, yep, absolutely, we can do that. We can do that. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, story time with Corey has been fantastic today (laughs) talking about finances. I look forward to our next conversation on marriage where we're going to be talking about everyone's favorite subject, family. And Mm -hmm. how many kids are we going to have? The answer is I don't know. Um, (laughs) But we're going to talk about that next time. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. Prayer to St. Juan Diego of Guadalupe. Oh, St. Juan Diego, in the appearances of Our Lady of Guadalupe, You, a humble peasant, were chosen as her messenger. Your faithfulness in this task is evident still today in the miraculous image the Virgin left upon your tilma. Intercede for me, I pray, that I might have your childlike trust in the Mother of God and that my heart might respond to her maternal promptings. Through such simple confidence, obedience, and love, may I join you one day in sharing everlasting joy where our Heavenly Mother reigns in the glory of her Son. Amen. Quick catechism for us this morning as we're quickly running out of time. We talked about one of the seven deadly sins this morning. It's the third one we've talked about in the homily series with Father Ripperger. What are the seven deadly sins? Can you name all seven? Here you go. Are you ready? Pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, or anger, and sloth. Pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Avoid these seven ones because they generally lead you to more and more sin. Let's get you one more check of the weather here this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A prayer for the Archbishop. Heavenly Father, in these trying times when the spirit of the age threatens Christian values, give our Bishop holiness of life and wisdom to direct and guide our Archdiocesan family so that we may grow in your love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Normally on Mondays, I say, well, I'm excited because we're going to have a new theme here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. But this is one of those times that I actually know what our theme is because we're continuing where we left off last week. So if you're just now joining us for the first time, be sure to check out the Daily Dose of Encouragement podcast from last week because we're talking about the Beatitudes with Patty Schneier. Last week, we focused in on poor, mourn, meek, hunger, and thirst. Those were our four. 
What do we have this week, Patty? Well, we're going to continue with the final four Beatitudes. There are eight total. We are unpacking them, these Beatitudes, in light of Lent and maybe helping us all to understand them just a little bit more. I learned a lot just from reading in The Word Among Us these reflections from Father Jacques Philippe, but he actually has a book called The Eight Doors of the Kingdom, Meditations on the Beatitudes. So maybe you might want to look that up. Again, the the book is by Father Jacques Philippe, The Eight Doors of the Kingdom. There are eight Beatitudes, Meditations on the Beatitudes. So let's review again those first four, poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. The final four key words for us, that's what we're going to talk about today, just those key words. Blessed are the merciful, so the first one is merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart, pure. Blessed are the peacemakers, and blessed are you when you are persecuted. So the way I always remember it is sometimes by just by what word, by what letter the word begins. So you've got merciful, and then the last three are all P's. Pure, peacemakers, persecuted. So merciful, pure, peacemakers, persecuted. Those are the key words of the Beatitudes. So today, again, just try to memorize them. Maybe write those down on a flashcard. Put it by your mirror as you're brushing your teeth. Maybe print out the Beatitudes and put them on your refrigerator. Or just at night, around the dinner table for grace at Lent, Pray the Beatitudes. Let's really dive into them and make them our own, make them our desire for how we want to grow in holiness. Jesus gives us the perfect portrait of himself through the Beatitudes and what a mature Christian is. Tomorrow we're actually going to do the Beatitudes again, but today I just want to encourage everyone to truly take this seriously. Let's learn the Beatitudes. Let's memorize them. Let's make them our own. Patty, I love these ideas you give us of where to put these things to remind ourselves. And I just thought of one. You, you brought me there. I'm going to put mine next to the microwave above the stove because how often am I standing there impatient waiting for that timer to count down to zero? But this week, while I wait, merciful, pure, peacemakers, persecuted, those are the four words. We're going to know them by the end of the week, friends, here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. A lot of the school kids are on spring break this week, and the pictures are starting to roll in. And if you're like me, sometimes you say, oh, man, they went there, or that family got to go on this trip. Oh, they're at the beach. I'd love to be at the beach, but alas, here we are. Well, you know what? That's okay. Make the most of wherever you are right now. Here's some ideas to take your spring break to the next level. Do a family service project this week. If you're on a staycation here in town, do a family service project. Maybe it's putting together kits to keep in the car to give out to those that you see on the sides of the highway exit ramps as you pass by. You know, be sure to include sanitary items and socks and, uh, you know, some things like that. Perhaps make a little mini pilgrimage. How many churches can you visit this week and go to daily mass at a different parish that's not your own? Where can you pray your family rosary that's maybe not your living room or your house? Maybe you can go pray the rosary at a church. Maybe you can go for a rosary walk. Find a nice trail or a nice walking path and go as a family. And as you go for your walk, pray the rosary as you walk. Maybe do the same with the chaplet of divine mercy. Those are just a few ideas as we move into the spring break for so many of us. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, 
and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us today. A special thanks to Corey Grizzle for story time. We look forward to the next time Corey is able to be with us. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You have been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. I do want to give a shout out to all the folks out at Incarnate Word who welcomed us out to their parish fish fry on Friday night. But most importantly, I want to say this. The Blessed Mother asks us to do this every day, so pray your rosary today. <laughs>